Magic 94.9. I have somebody very special on the line. Caitlin, thank you so much for your time today. Caitlin Frawley, she's a nurse at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. She's calling in from New York. Uh, You've worked there several years, right? Yeah, I've worked in uh, the ICU for about a year and a half, and I've worked at that hospital for six years now. So, Caitlin, like overall, just how are you doing? I mean, are are you staying safe and healthy? um, And how are things going for you? going okay. In the beginning, it was really, really crazy just because it was all happening so fast and we were getting so many patients and we still have, I think there's like 500 patients um, still on ventilators throughout my hospital system. Wow. And I did get sick for a week. I was out for a week with coronavirus, but luckily it was only mild symptoms. It has been really crazy. Wow. So I, now this is news to me. I did not know that you even tested positive for coronavirus. <laughs> what, um, you mentioned when it first started, and, and I'm talking back when it was like initially in the news and people really started to have, rum, there were rumblings about coronavirus. How was the morale at your hospital. I remember the day that we found out that we had our first coronavirus patient in the hospital, not even on my unit. And I remember being like, oh, wow, it's starting. Definitely, we thought it would kind of be like how it is in the rest of the country, like it was busy, but it would be a little bit more manageable. I don't think we thought that it would be to the scale that it was in New York City. Yeah. Um, we were all really trying to stay positive. We were trying to work together. I think now, as it's been five, six weeks, we're starting to get... It's just hard to keep that momentum going for so long to yeah. work at such a high capacity, at such a high level, exposing yourself constantly. I think it's hard to do that. Have you um, seen any kind of improvement in cases in the last few weeks at your hospital? I mean, as far as the numbers go um, and with things now starting to so, reopen, you know, what are your feelings about all that? Yeah, um, so there's definitely less people being admitted and less people being intubated and put on ventilators. Uh, but the issue is that the people that are on the ventilators are very, very, very sick and they stay on a ventilator for a very long time. Oh. So it's a very slow recovery. Um, a lot of people have passed away, unfortunately. But the people, some of the people that we have on our unit are people that have been there almost since the beginning. So it's hard to say that it's gotten better just because there's a lot of people that are still on ventilators. Have you been witness to a lot of situations, you know, we hear on the news and we see these stories where people are, like you described, are in the hospital, they're very sick and their loved ones cannot come in to be with them or, you know, sit with them or visit them. Yeah. So my hospital, as soon as this became like kind of a big thing, immediately they said no more visitors. So basically their family members drop them off at the emergency room or they come by an ambulance. And that's the last time a lot of them see each other. Uh, I think as a nurse, that's a really, really hard concept to deal with just because we're used to being interacting with the families and talking with the patients and a lot of that is just not possible right now. Um, We have tried to use resources to allow the families to FaceTime with the patients. One of the doctors I work with, she brought a tripod from her house and used her cell phone to prop up on the floor so that the patient's families could sing and pray and talk with the patient. Oh my goodness. For hours, yeah. Even though the patient is not interactive because 
90% of the patients on my unit are on ventilators, but at least it gives the family an opportunity to speak with them and they can probably hear their family. Very challenging. It's just heartbreaking to even hear. I can't imagine day in and day out going in. And, and like you said, after weeks and weeks of this, just trying to keep up that pace. And that's why we call you guys heroes for sure. And now with things starting to open, I mean, we're here in the state of Florida, you're in New York, but uh, here most of the state is, you know, going through phase one. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I understand. I know that people can't stay home forever. It's just not possible. People need to go out. People need to work. People don't have jobs right now. I understand that that is on everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. I do think um, people just need to be careful. And even though maybe their city is opening up, I think people should still be like, oh, maybe I can stay home. I don't need to go to the store right now. Uh, It's kind of hard to see all these places opening up, even without proper testing facilities available in the country is a necessary part of opening back up. So I worry that other places are going to see an influx of patients pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. Do you live with a family? Do you have kids? Uh, I have a mate. I live in an apartment. Um, I'd say for the past five weeks, except for one or two nights, I've been seeing a dorm near my hospital. Oh, okay, great. And a lot of people I work with, um, just to isolate from roommates, from family, uh, because the commute has gotten a little more challenging with the subway not working quite like it normally does. A lot of people are staying in dormitories and hospitals. Oh, okay. So that's nice. So they have an area for you to stay if you need to. Yeah. I luckily don't have children, so it's not so hard for me, but I work with people that haven't seen their kids in five weeks, so I can imagine that that's really challenging. Well, that's really kind of what I wanted to, to get at, is how are people handling that? And, like, even if they do go home, the steps that they're taking... We get um, laundered scrubs at work, so we change after our shift at work, so luckily we don't have to bring any clothes home, but I know people are still... I mean, I even do it in my dorm. You take a shower immediately when you get home and throw all your stuff from work in one area so that it doesn't contaminate everything else. This summer will kind of be not like any other summer, but I think everyone is kind of anticipating this to still be a thing all summer. So I think we're anticipating being busy at work and not really traveling, not seeing our families, maybe not to the extent that we are now, but I don't think it will be the same. And your role as a nurse has completely evolved now to really being, especially if, you know, you can't go visit a loved one that's really sick, you're the connection between the family and the patient. That is a huge responsibility. I mean, you guys are just doing so much and we cannot thank you enough. But at the same time, it's like we have to really think you guys are people, you know, you're going through it too with your families. Nice that people are recognizing nurses and doctors and all the promotions and calling heroes and things, but it's it's hard still because we're doing things that we didn't necessarily sign up to do. I mean, we obviously signed up to take care of sick people, but we didn't sign up to do it without proper resources and at the capacity that we're doing it now. So it is hard. And with the exposure every single day, I mean, earlier in the interview, you talked about how you contracted coronavirus. What were your main symptoms? Um, I would say the biggest ones, I had a fever for a few days, a cough for about a week. I lost my taste and smell, probably body aches. It, I mean, it was nice that it was fine, but it was a little scary just because 
at work, we had patients who were in their 30s and 40s, just like us, who didn't really have any comorbidities, and they were on ventilators. So it was very frightening, but I'm happy to have made it through. <laughs> I certainly wish you the best and everybody there at your hospital. And thank you so much for everything you do. And really, please stay safe and healthy. And oh, thank you. We're going to get through this somehow. <laughs> so um, yes, we will. Thank you for your time today, Caitlin. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.